0: Any day can be your day one. Is today yours? I tried to pinpoint my own day one, that first real step of knowing that this thing could now be a business, that I was an entrepreneur, a title I never planned to own. Day one, that I was starting right there where I stood and the rest would be history. The truth is, I feel like I've lived many day ones in many different stages of my journey. Day one has felt like entire seasons of trying new things and learning what worked. It's a lot of testing strategies, creating systems, investing in new tools and education to keep growing. It's feeling like a failure some moments. And the next I'd be catching myself thinking, heck yes, I'm so good at this. When I opened up another Ask Jenna Anything on Instagram and Facebook as an educator, I was so excited to see all of the questions about simply getting started. How exciting it is that you know you want to start something right now, and you have so many questions about where to begin. As a woman and entrepreneur who started her business from day one, just like you, it doesn't matter how far away I am from the day I began, I still remember that anxious, nervous, often doubt-filled feelings, and I want to walk you through yours. I know my business looks wildly different from day one. Maybe you can't picture yourself in this setting yet. But in this episode, I'm answering your questions about day one, where to start, how to begin, what to do when you finally decide it is time to start. Are you ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Thanks to Gusto for supporting Gold Digger. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named the best online payroll by PC Meg. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash golddigger. Big shout out to PicMonkey for supporting this episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Create powerful designs for social media, marketing materials, advertising, and more using thousands of templates and millions of stock photos. For 30 days of unlimited access for free, go to picmonkey.love slash Jenna Kutcher. Question one comes from Christy Lee. She says, how do I find my passion? I'm learning so much, but I don't know where to apply it. Oh, what a good question. I think a lot of times we look at other people and we're like, dang it, if I just knew what that one thing was, if I just woke up thinking about this one thing and I knew that I could go for it and turn it into a business, dang, my life, it would be perfect, right? Like we think that way. Now, if you don't know where your passion lies, I wanna ask you this. If you had a day where you could do absolutely anything, like anything, what would it be? And don't say like, I want to watch real housewives on the couch all day. I mean, that's kind of where my brain went, but what are those things that you find yourself Googling? Or when someone asks you a question, you get fired up in the response. Like you can't stop talking about it. What are the things that you're pinning on your Pinterest board? If I were to go to you for advice on this, what would it be? Because a lot of times what I found is that we are so close to our passions that we forget to see them. Like we think like, oh, I'm really good at organizing closets. Like that's just like everyone's good at that, right? Like we're so close to our genius that we don't even realize that what's coming naturally to us doesn't actually come naturally to everyone else. So when I think about finding passion, I think a lot of times when we look at it from an entrepreneurial standpoint, The sweet spot isn't just where you're wildly passionate about something, but where your passion and action meet. So let's look back at my early, early, early days, which was photography. Now, I didn't grow up with a camera in my hand. I wasn't a person who dreamed of becoming a wedding photographer. In fact, I never even took a single art class, but I bought a camera and I started to find passion again. Like I was excited again. Now, I had no idea that I would become a professional photographer and I use the term professional loosely because I never had any professional training. But when you look at entrepreneurship, sometimes we do things where we're actually able to take action. And so the sweet spot for starting is where passion and action meet. Sometimes it's like the lowest hanging fruit. And I I talked a lot about this when I was coaching entrepreneurs earlier this year is a lot of times we feel like we have to wake up and be passionate when we jump out of bed in order to find success. But sometimes we might have these ideas that we're able to take action on today and we're likely somewhat passionate about them. But I don't know about you, but I don't wake up like on fire for passion. I usually wake up and I'm like, where's the coffee? And so if you are out there, Christy, trying to find your passion, one, you're likely close to it, so close to it that you don't even know it exists right now. And two, it might just need to be something that you just start taking action on. Your passion is going to evolve and it's going to ebb and flow and it's going to change throughout different seasons of your life. And so when we talk about starting a business or a side hustle, I want for you to look at where is passion intersecting with action? What is something that you can take immediate action on today to see results? And if you're still stuck after that, think with me, what are you the go-to person for? What are the things that you find yourself researching or pinning or, or looking into? What are the tangents you go on when someone asks you a question? Because that is likely going to be where your passion lies. Manders0821 asks, How do you get your spouse on board? My spouse, he supports me, but doesn't always see my vision. Oh, sister friend, welcome, welcome. Pull your chair up. You are in good company. Now, I think I run my business a little bit differently than most. And even back in the early days, Drew knew what was going on, but he wasn't intimately involved. And I kind of love that that has been our relationship with entrepreneurship, because I know so many people where even just one of them is an entrepreneur, but it kind of consumes everything, right? Like it sucks your whole world into this entrepreneur bubble. And I have always ran my business with the belief that Drew trusts me to make wise decisions. And of course, I loop him in on any really big decisions, but he doesn't need to know the ins and the outs, the daily operations, the emails I sent, the clients I booked. He doesn't need to know all of that because I imagine if he was still working his nine to five, I don't want to know all the details. Just tell me kind of how your day was and what's going on. If there's anything that's going to impact our livelihood and let's move on to life. And so... When we talk about getting partners, spouses, family members on board, I know for me, when I was starting out, I was most concerned about what my parents were going to think, because my parents, they worked the same job for 30 years. They had the salary and the benefits and the 401k, and I knew how dang lucky I was to have a job that gave me those things, and so when I was getting ready to take the leap into full-time entrepreneurship, coming from a family that had zero entrepreneurs, I was more scared of what my parents were going to say and if they would buy into my idea. And so I prepared for every question or objection they had. They asked me what I was going to do for benefits How was I going to pay myself? What would happen if my business crumbled and I wasn't able to do it any longer? And I wanted to have those answers. And so if you are concerned about getting someone on board for your vision, I want for you to become an excellent vision caster. I want for you to be able to paint such a clear picture, but I also want for you to be realistic. What will happen if it doesn't work out? What will you do? What is the actions that you are going to take in order to make this thing really work? For me, there was so much fear about leaving this salary behind that I knew I needed to know that when I jumped, the net would be there. And so I actually wrote down my biggest fears. My biggest fear was quitting my job, trying this whole entrepreneur thing, failing, and then what? So I wrote in an action plan. If I failed, I would update my resume. I would get out and interview again. I would share about what I tried and what I believed in and why it didn't work and why I was now suited to go back to that corporate office. And I wrote down a plan and suddenly my fears weren't as scary. So if you are trying to get someone on board who doesn't necessarily see your vision, become a masterful vision caster, but also walk through their objections with them. They might be challenging you to think about things in a different way or to make sure that you're not making a bad decision. And so I want for you to invite them into the pieces and the places that they need to be involved in, but also just protect that vision of yours. Your loved ones do not need to know every intimate detail of your business. They need to be able to come alongside you and cheer you on and to know the necessities But it's also your job to protect that vision. And I think you can do that well. And if you still need help with vision casting, go back to episode 231. It's how to get people on board with your business. There's an entire episode dedicated to this topic where I share exactly how we do this within my family and also just some different ways that you can do this in order to get people's buy-in into your ideas. The next question comes from Claire Madeline Corso. And it says, how do I know where to invest my time into a business before I even launch? You've probably heard me say, time is my biggest currency. And you're probably like, "Eh, yeah, Jenna, that's good for you. But money, money is my currency. But when you look at starting, just simply starting a business day one, your biggest asset is your time and day two, and day three, and day 3,000, and day 10,000, your time, my friends, is your biggest asset. And so when you are trying to look at investing your time into your business before you even launch, there are a few things that I would focus on. So first, I want for you to focus your time on pursuing your passion hone your craft, do your research, really, really encompass what it is going to mean to own that mission. Because a lot of times we forget, we look at these giant companies and they have these beautiful mission statements and vision boards, and we don't do that for ourselves. I want for you to put your CEO hat on for a second and pursue your passions full blast. But I want for you to start your plan. So when you are looking at starting, I want for you to have numbers and strategies. You are the CEO, the CFO, the COO, the C God knows what. Oh, you are all of the parts. You are wearing all of the hats. And so when you are looking at your time, I want for you to start focusing on the needle movers because a lot of times we get so bombarded by trying to have a beautiful everything, a beautiful website, a beautiful social media, a beautiful, business card, all of these things. Those things make you look like a business, but I want for you to be an actual business. And that starts with making money. So I think about this a lot because we can get so easily wrapped up in creating all of the pieces to have all of the moving parts perfect and beautiful and branded before we launch. Or we can start doing the thing that is going to make us the money that guess what could fund the ability to hire people to help make things pretty. So when I look at starting and investing time for me as a photographer, it was shooting. It was taking pictures of cats and boudoir and babies and weddings and engagements. It was me actually doing the craft so that I could take in the money that would help me fund things like hiring an accountant and hiring a graphic designer and helping me serve in the only place that I could serve, which is your craft in order to make the money, in order to get the team on board to help me really launch that thing. So when you are beginning, invest your time in doing, whether that's creating products, whether that's serving clients, do the things that you need to start saving the money that will allow you to hire the people to help you do the things that you need to do. So that is my biggest advice. And in episode number 253, I recorded an entire show about if I had $5,000 to launch my business, here's what I do. And one of the biggest things that might surprise you about that episode is that I would take any money that I could and invest in education because when you are just starting out and time is your most valuable resource, when you can learn from others who have gone before you, who have created blueprints, who have made out the plan and the strategy, and they've overcome the obstacles that you don't have to overcome because you can learn from them. If I could go back, I would invest more into my education to learn those skills that are going to turn decades into days for me as an entrepreneur. So episode 253, if I had $5,000 to launch my business, here's what I do. It's a great episode that walks you through starting. And guess what? You can earn that $5,000 by investing your time in doing or selling what you do. Courageously You says how do I go about finding or making time to work on my business at the beginning? Oof, this is hard. And it's kind of crazy because I look back when I worked at Target, I worked 60 hours a week in that windowless office, I had an hour commute each way to work. I also was launching a wedding blog, planning a wedding, training for a marathon and starting my business. And I look back and I'm like, how, (laughs) how did I do all of those things? I mean, I can barely get on a clean set of clothes and shower these days. Like how was I able to do all of those things? And the thing is, is that if you are currently rocking a side hustle, I just want to like applaud you right now. Round of applause because you are doing more with less time. Like I am so proud of you. So I'll be honest, like, and we talk a lot about hustle and seasons of hustle. I freaking hustled because I wanted to get out of that windowless office so badly that I was willing to burn the midnight oil. I was willing to eat dinner and then get to work on this side hustle, which was my photography business. I was willing to take my day off and meet with prospective clients. I was willing to email at all hours of the day and night in order to make it happen. And it wasn't easy. But if you are passionate about something, if your entrepreneurship dreams and ambitions can pull you out of a nine to five you hate or out of a situation that you're in, then you have got to be willing to do what it takes in order to get where you are going. So there are no secrets to finding more time. Guess what? We all have the same amount of time in a day, but there is this drive that should be within you to make time it's not going to be easy it's not going to be easy I don't know how I did it but I knew that my desire to get out of that windowless office was greater than my need to just sit back and wait for it to happen I made it happen If you go back to episode 244, there is an episode, launch your dream business in just 90 minutes a day. And it's an interview with Ashley Rial of share love everywhere. It's a great episode, but she talks about having it be a side hustle and raising a family and all of these things that made it really hard for her to simply find the time. But guess what? If you're caught up on stranger things, season three you have time. Okay. It's just that you're prioritizing your time in different places. We all have time for the things that are important in our lives. And if you're not finding the time to do this, maybe now is just not the right season, but you can make time. We can all make time. Mrs. Katie Taylor says, I want to know tactical ways to go from planning to action. So I'm going to tell you one thing about me right now that you need to know is I am someone that just takes action. Like the day that I dreamed up this podcast, by the end of the day, I already had a logo, a plan. Like I don't sit and ponder and plan. That's just not in my nature. We have gotten so used, my team, I'll like be like, hey guys, I have this idea. And within like two days, it's already executed and out into the world. Not because I like to rush things, but because I am an action taker. And so if you are unlike me and you want to have step by step by step, everything listed out and line item and dated and every single possible outcome written down then it's time to start giving yourself deadlines for small bits of action. You've heard me say this, imperfect action makes things happen. And so when you go from a planning phase of starting a business where you have all the numbers, you have the strategy, you have all of these things mapped out, but you're simply not starting, it's because you're making that first step too big. So what would it look like if you just took tiny imperfect action? What would it look like if you sent that email or if you hit publish on that post or if you jumped on Instagram stories and started talking about what it is you're working on? What would it look like if you invited people in to what you're working on so that you are held accountable? Because a lot of times we wait for this perfect plan to be ready before we start executing. But I want for you to execute in tandem to your plan. Because guess what? Once you get going, your plan is going to adjust and change and pivot it. And if you're not taking any action, you're not going to be ready for those adjustments and those things. So for me, I am not somebody that dwells. And I want to encourage you right now, if you're a woman listening to this show, we are emotional creatures. Like I like cry when I watch a Hallmark commercial. I used to make fun of my mom for doing that. And now I've turned into that. And that's just who I am now. But when it comes to entrepreneurship, I would love to encourage you to remove some of the emotion because a lot of times emotion or when we are almost anticipating emotion, it holds us back from taking action. And I've been there before. Like I'm anticipating, like, what are people going to think about this? What is the feedback going to be? What is someone going to say? What is so-and-so going to think about this? And I anticipate emotion and that drains me. Like that takes my energy away. And so if you struggle to take action on your ideas or your dreams, I want to encourage you to kind of dial it back a little on the emotion department so that you can focus on the actions necessary to get there. And that doesn't mean I want for you to become a cold, heartless person. I just want for you to stop anticipating emotion and start making decisions. I think that I am an amazing entrepreneur because I am able to make decisions quickly and take action really fast because I'm not busy anticipating emotion. I'm just looking at what is the next step? What is the next step? What is the next step and going? And one thing that can help you if you're a big planner, which I am not, is start putting action dates on so that you have a deadline for where and when you're going to take action so I recently hired an integrator which is Marissa and what she does is because I am more of the creative person and the idea generator is that she has created tasks for me that have deadlines and the funniest thing is is I hate creating the to-do list I love accomplishing them. This week alone, she had 10 tasks on. And by the end of Tuesday, I had nine out of 10 of those things done because I love checking things off the list. I just don't like making the list. So if you are struggling to take action, have actions that you can take with a deadline and get moving. Imperfect action makes things happen. Don't wait until it's perfect because it's never going to be. Done is better than perfect. I'm answering your questions about getting started. And one thing that I know without question that will help you get started faster is using a tool like PicMonkey to create branded graphics for your business. PicMonkey helps you create standout visuals from social media graphics to marketing materials to Facebook ads. There are tons of template options to jumpstart the creative process for you. I have all of my Jenna Kutcher and Gold Digger branded elements in templates on PicMonkey, right down to the fonts and the colors I use to represent the brand across all of the platforms and mediums, which means if I need a few Instagram story slides or a new blog post graphic, someone on my Team can create it super fast and make sure it's on brand. And you can do it too, just for $5 a month. The brand look settings are so helpful because you can save all of those fonts and colors and other key elements. So they're right there when you have to pump out a graphic real quick. PicMonkey also includes millions of stock photos with your subscription. So that means you're not having to shoot original photos for every little project. And you know how much time and money that can save too. We love PicMonkey on Team Jenica. And so we're working with PickMonkey to get you 30 days of unlimited access for free at picmonkey.love slash Jenna Kutcher. One more time for you, 30 days of unlimited PickMonkey access at picmonkey.love slash Jenna Kutcher. Uh, let me guess, you didn't sign up for this entrepreneurial life because you were super excited about all the administrative tasks that come along with running a successful business. I mean, you don't jump out of bed thinking, yay, it's payroll day, do you? I mean, if that's the case, I get it. And I think you'll love Gusto. Gusto is easy online payroll benefits and HR built for modern small businesses. Yep. Payroll, benefits, HR and management tools all in one place with expert HR support and easy to run payroll, including W-2s and 1099s. Listen, Gusto payroll is fast. Like running your payroll with Gusto takes 11 minutes on average. So what used to take you away from your genius spots in your business is now giving you back your time. Gusto automatically files and pays all state, local, and federal payroll taxes. They also offer health benefits, 401ks, and more for almost any budget. Gusto is great because you can sign, store, and organize all employee documents online, which means no more hanging file folders and cabinets taking up your precious office space. If you're a small business and want a better payroll system, get started with Gusto now. Get three months for free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash gold digger. Try a demo and test it out at gusto.com slash gold digger. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash gold digger for three months free when you run your first payroll. Health J. Lee says, how do you pick the first place to start? Website or social media platforms or building content? Okay, so the fact that you're thinking about this is great, but you're also already overwhelming yourself. So I want for you to choose a place that is the easiest and most exciting for you to begin. Do you want a YouTube channel? Do you love being on video? Awesome. Do you already have an Instagram account that you're posting on? Great. I want for you to not be afraid to choose the medium that is the easiest for you to start on and the most exciting to you. I think a lot of times, especially when you listen to shows like this, where we're giving advice on LinkedIn and Facebook and growing your email list and Pinterest and Instagram and all of these things you start to believe the lie that you have to have all of these things in place before you start. Absolutely not. I didn't have an email list. I had a free WordPress blog and my personal Facebook page when I began. And I just started sharing. So either start with what you've got or pick the one place that is the most exciting and the easiest for you to begin on and simply start. You do not have to have all the bells and whistles and all of your ducks in a row. So if I were to start over again today, for me, the most exciting platform is Instagram. I think Instagram is super fun. I love posting on it. I find myself hanging out on there. I think it's a great way to build community. So for me, that's exactly where I'd start. If having a blog or being on Pinterest or starting an email list or creating content is most exciting for you, start there. But what I will say is pick one and be consistent with it. And once you create that consistency and that routine and you feel confident that you can show up just as you've promised yourself and others, you will show up, then you can add the next part of the puzzle and then the next one. But I don't want for you to wait to start until you have all these things lined up, because guess what? You're never going to start. I don't have a YouTube channel. I'm not using LinkedIn to the fullest of its abilities yet. I don't have all of the moving parts and I could do all of those things, but I am still focusing on what's easiest and most exciting. And that is where I'm sharing and connecting with others. So the very first place to start, easiest and most exciting to you, get it down, get consistent, and then you can move on to the next thing. The next question is from R.S. Jordan one What do you post as the very first Instagram post to launch the very beginning of the business? I hope this doesn't shock you. Post a picture of you and tell me about you because I care more about you than what you offer, what you sell, what service you're providing. If I don't care about you, then I'm likely not going to care about what you're putting out into the world that you're asking me to buy. So when you are thinking, and here's my encouragement here is when I read this question, I'm like, Oh, you're just putting up a fence so that you can't start. You're just having this objection. Like, I don't know where to start. So I'm just not going to start. Guess what? Very few things are permanent. Okay. I remember when I was deciding to launch this podcast You want to know what held me back the most? It wasn't the logo or the website or choosing the guest. The thing that held me back the most was just simply recording the first episode. I put so much pressure on having the right introduction and the right outro in the perfect format. And what am I going to do? Guess what? Our show has changed so much over 300 episodes. We have a different intro. We approach things differently. The way that we show up on the show is different. The graphics have changed. The logo has changed. The website has changed. If I were to just sit there and wait and say, I have to have this perfect first episode, the perfect first post, I would have never started. So nothing is permanent. You are always able to evolve and change and transform. But if I were to start today and have that very first Instagram post, it would be a picture of you. And I would want to hear about your passion. Because guess what? Even if I'm not interested in becoming a customer, passion is is contagious. When I see people living boldly and pursuing their dreams, it makes me want to live bolder and pursue my dreams in a bigger way. And so don't put parameters on you starting. Simply start and know that nothing is permanent. Everything can change and you are capable of evolving as you go. Okay. The next question is from KN Elliott Fitness and it says, how do I find clients aside from word of mouth? Okay. So word of mouth is so powerful. In fact, I would say that word of mouth fueled my business for the final few years. I literally was just booking off of recommendations and people that I had encountered. So do not discount the power of word of mouth. Now, back in episode 249, I did five ways to boost your bookings. And I walked you through different ways that you can market yourself. So go back to episode 249. But here are some really easy ways to start. So Of course, word of mouth is a great place to begin, but one, start sharing your passion. Start talking about what you do. Start letting people into the behind the scenes, the process, what you're excited about, how you're going after something. Start leaving breadcrumbs because let's say what you sell is something that I'm not currently interested in. If I start to understand and hear you talk about it and learn more about it over time, I might become the right client. Or if I know someone who needs what you offer, guess what? I'm going to refer them. So start talking about what you do. Start sharing it boldly. Put these things out into the world. You can also start your social media presence. Start growing an email list. Start serving a community. There are so many ways to simply get started these days when you show up serving first and not selling. I think one of the hardest things about starting is that we have been conditioned as consumers to think about advertising and selling as spammy, right? Like we've all seen those terrible commercials where people are screaming at you and hurry up and buy now and get your second offer free, just pay processing and handling. And the world of marketing that we grew up in makes us ashamed to sell. But when we can approach business from a place of serving first, it's going to make selling one so much easier, but so much more natural. not going to feel like a hard sell. It's going to feel like an invitation. So go back to episode 249, five ways to boost your bookings. And I'm going to give you tangible tips that you can use from your social media presence, to updating your website, to using email templates, to getting your name out there, to asking for testimonials, running contests. There's so many different ways for you to boost your bookings, but start with where you're at and then expand from there. Sidaly's Mac says, How do you stay so organized with so much to do? So let me be the honest one and say, I am not a planner person. Like I have tried to have a planner and write down lists. I've had whiteboards. I've had all of these things, and my brain is not linear like that. It just doesn't work like that. And so especially becoming a mom, my time has become so much more limited where I'm working in an hour and a half time chunks during nap time or after Conley goes to bed. And so I've had to get hyper focused. And so the best way that I have learned to stay organized and to stay on task, especially when time is limited, is to determine and establish a big three. I've talked about this a lot, but this can really help you if you're simply just getting started when you think about all of the things you could be doing or all of the things you need to do, it can become totally overwhelming, right? Like you can become paralyzed by analyzing where do I start? How do I start? What do I start with? What do I do? And so when you can establish a big three, every time you sit down to work, it can transform everything. So first off, it helps you to not finish your day and be like, what the heck did I get done? Like, Have you had those days where the sun goes down, your coffee is cold next to you, you like lift your eyes up from your computer and you're like, I don't even know what I got done today, but apparently today is done and nobody told me. Having a big three has transformed the way that I work and the way my team works and how it works is this. You start with defining the three tasks that you must complete before you sign off for the day that are going to move the needle the most. So our personal habits are likely open up Instagram, open up email, open up Facebook. And what happens is, is our priorities are shaped around everyone else's needs and lives. And so we find ourselves going down these rabbit holes of chasing emails back and forth and, and responding to things and feeling like we're crossing things off our list. But what we're actually doing is creating more work. And so when you start with your big three, these are the three things that are actually going to move you closer to your dreams, move you closer to your income goals, move you closer to your dream business. Then you will accomplish those three things before you do anything else. So I do not wake up and check email first thing, because when I do that, I am letting other people take control of my day. So when I sit down, let's say I have an hour and a half while Conley's napping I'm going to say, okay, if I can create this email that can go out to my email list, that's going to move the needle the most. If I can check this blog content and get it ready to publish, that's going to move the needle the most. If I can sit down and strategize my next five Instagram posts, that's going to move the needle the most. And until those three things are done, I'm not going to go on Slack. I'm not going to check my email. I'm not going to let anyone else take my day captive. I want to be in control of that. So what I do now for both myself and my team is I'll have them report their big three today. And the coolest thing about it is that you only have three things you need to get done today to feel like today was a success. And if you're working maybe an hour a day, maybe it's just one thing. What is the one thing that is actually going to move me closer to my dreams? And sometimes it's just small things. It's just these small actions, but nothing feels better than getting those three things done. And then you can move on to whatever you want. You can design graphics in Canva. You can listen to your favorite podcast, whatever that is. But start with defining the things that are going to move the needle the most. And what helps me to do this is a lot of times I can trick myself into thinking that things are more important than they are. But if I cannot tangibly tie an action item to a desired result then it's probably not part of my big three. So define what is going to move the needle the most for you and your dream business and start there. Lastly, I just want to encourage you, if you are simply starting, I know sometimes when you hear from me, it can be really hard to remember that I started once too. I mean, I know one of my biggest struggles right now as an entrepreneur is staying relatable because my life is anything but relatable right now. I mean, I'm 31 years old. We own four properties. I work part-time. I have a team. None of this was there when I started. The first six years of my business we're pretty much just me, just me pumping out the blog content, just me editing the weddings, just me responding to the emails. And so when you start to forget, when my life feels too far away from you, I want for you to know that I remember what it was like having to hustle that 60 hours a week to fund my dreams. I remember what it was like being so exhausted that I was falling asleep at the dinner table. I remember feeling so overwhelmed, not knowing what to do next. I remember making huge mistakes feeling like oh my gosh let me update my resume today because there's no way I'm going to make it as an entrepreneur and I want to lead you no matter what season you're in I want you to know that I have started new things every single year of my business from teaching online courses to my podcast to masterminds like I have started at day one over and over and over and over again every single year of my business so I know what it's like. I know what it's like to feel like you don't have time. You don't have talent. You don't have resources. You don't have enough hustle. I know what it's like, but I know that you are capable of beginning. I know that you are confident enough in your idea to get started. And that's all I want for you to do today imperfect action makes things happen. It's how I've shuffled myself year after year to get ahead, to do more, to learn more, to grow more, to teach more. And that's exactly what I want for you. So today, if you are sitting at day one, I want this day to be the day that you draw the line in the sand and you say, I am worthy. I am enough. And I am capable of going after that dream on my heart. And I'm going to do it wrong and I'm going to mess up and I'm going to question, can I really do this? But the answer is yes. So if you've been waiting for permission to get started, it's here and it's today. Thank you so much for everyone who submitted their questions for this episode of Ask Jenna Anything. If you want to head to today's show notes so that you can access all of the episodes I reference inside of this, just head to golddiggerpodcast.com and access all of our show notes for today's show and all of the others. And until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm so thankful that you hit play today, but don't let play be the only action you take. Get out and start going after those dreams on your heart